reading from Srimad Bhagavatam this morning from Canto 4, Chapter 29, entitled Talks Between Narada and King Prachinabhai. Text number 14. Asuri Medha, Asuri Medha Devotees conducting spiritual activities. 
For this reason, Vrindavan is no longer visited by intelligent men. Sometimes we are often asked why we have made our center in Vrindavan. From the external point of view, it can be concluded that Vrindavan has become deeply generated due to these Sagajya activities. Yet, from the spiritual point of view, Vrindavan is the only place where all these sinful persons can be rectified by means of taking birth in the forms of dogs, hogs and monkeys. By living in Vrindavan as a dog, hog or a monkey, the living entity can be elevated to the spiritual platform in the next life. Om Ajnati Mirandasya Gyananjana Salakya Sakshurun Veritam Hena Tasmai Sri Guru Venava Sri Chaitanya Manubhishtam Stapitam Hena Bhutale Swayam Rupakata Mahyam Tadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Padakamalam Sri Vaishnavamsa Sri Rupam Sabrijatam Sargana Ravunatam Vitam Tam Sajeevam Sabrvaitam Sabrutam Parijana Sajitam Krishna Chaitanya Deva Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sargana Raita Sri Sakhanamukamsa E Krishna Karna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopira Kanta Radha Kanta Namastute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radha Vrinda Avaneshwari Rishabhanu Chuta Devi Pranamami Hari Priya Panchakal Patar Vaishya Dupasindhu Vevacha Paditanam Bhavanivyo Vaishnavivyo Namonamaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Arvita Grata Shiva Sarigamura Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Obviously, if I pour cold water on ourselves, we will be shivering. 
So I feel like this, you know, giving this passport, and then you know, all are watching. I got a gala now. <laughs> soon I'll be offered a thing. <laughs> anyway, so so this 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 uh, chapter, Narada Muni and Prachna Bali. In the first starting of the chapter, Prachna Bali is asking, see. You, I understand you told some allegorical story before, but I am too attached to fruity you know, activities. I can't understand. It can you be direct? Can you tell me the direct? Because uh, if you see in the previously, you are not only explaining about the story of Puranjan. And Rajinapadi is asking, can you explain? So this chapter explains each and every. Uh, allegorical term which was used in the story and what is the deeper or the spiritual meaning. Basically the importance of association. One person, if a person, if you see in our life, normal materialistic activities means that do some fruitive activities, do some sense verification and that is a normal system. The system is that you work, you procreate, you enjoy, you satisfy the senses as much as you want. And whoever is coming uh, as an obstacle, they are enemy. And who is enhancing, enhancing your ego or enhancing your sense gratification is my friend and well-wisher. This is a normal system. And when we are getting an association of devotees, this changes. The moment when someone is getting an association of devotees, then the perspective of life, then his approach towards sense gratification or fruitive activities is diminishing and is changing and it's transforming. We can see from the life of Srila Prabhupada, Acharyas, here we can see Narada Muni. So the lack of association can lead one to you know, fruitive activities. So that is the main uh, important we can see here how Narada Muni giving his association and valuable instruction to Prachinabhari. So here, in the start of the purpose, Prabhupada is saying, when the world becomes degraded, civilization becomes demonic. So if you see, in our creation, uh, there is a particular order is maintained. In our family or in our everyday activities, it is very difficult to keep things in order. We have everyday cleaning temple, in a house also, everywhere, every day they used to sweep, they used to clean, they used to fold. So things are to be in order, it makes a lot of effort to maintain, to keep in order the things in a regulated, regulated fashion. So we can see around us, we are trying to keep things in order and we put a lot of endeavor for that. But in nature, everything is happening in a particular order. It's not uh, topsy-turvy. People don't see the sun and the moon, it all you know, happens in a particular sequence. It rays in the east and it sets in the west. So there is an order in the. So natural is to degrade. Even, even our Bhagavad Gita, when we are in passion, we are going down to ignorance. We have to make endeavor to be in uh, goodness. Otherwise, it's, uh, we are natural in going down. Like, we are, when we get some awareness, when we get some uh, uh, conscious or some thinking, 
When we are child, we are doing things whatever it comes on our call. We don't plan. But for example, when we are getting mature, when we are getting into family or getting, we plan. Okay, what is my saving? What is my future? So it is like a lot of endeavor to keep in order and also to upgrade. And this is materialistic thinking. But in spiritual, similarly it applies because our consciousness is pure when we are coming into this world. When we are coming, the first is human birth. So in this chapter it is explained that when a jiva comes into material world, it takes up a human form of birth. Why? Because if you see other form of life, there is a particular sense which is very prominent and there is a particular sense which is dominating up, up, up among other senses. Like a moth is attracted to the fire or a deer is attracted to the hearing or the sound of the hunter. We can also, so the, each sense is so prominent and the prominent sense is they do it very much like some some animals are good in eating, some animals are good in sleeping, some animals are having sex and reproducing. So their particular senses are very prominent, very powerful and they are best in what they are doing. But in human form, all the senses are so powerful. And the problem is, when we are trying to satisfy all the senses, we cannot, no one wants to discriminate in this, in this day and age that I will only satisfy my tongue, not my eyes, or only my ears, not my skin. Not like that. You can see in market, supermarket, you can see products. Every individual product is there for every senses to get enhanced. So that you can be better in enjoying and satisfying the senses. This is the problem. So this is obviously when a body is given which is meant for a different purpose. And we are degrading ourselves. Because it's nat naturally going to degrade. It's like going downstream in the river. For a jiva to enjoy, to experience and to have this illusion of I am controlling things, it is making more worse and worse. So this is the world became degraded because our, our consciousness is degraded. It's like if you see right now the crisis, everyone is, is very uh, aware and careful of saving the body. Materialistic person also want to save the body and a spiritual person also want to protect the body. But there is a gulf of difference to it. So because the, for a materialistic, for a person who is not in, aware of any spiritual knowledge, in ignorance, for him the body is all in all. Without the body he cannot do anything. It's like you have an example of a car. We have a nice car and a driver. So there are two cars. For example, one devotee and, and non-devotee in this case. So there are two cars and there is a mechanic. So both the cars are problem, are not working, are having issues. We go into the mechanic. The mechanic is for example like a hospital or something. So we want to fix the car. Now, the materialistic person will say, if I get the car back, I would like to go fast. And the devotee like to get the car because, you know, I know where I am going. So, one person knows the destination, another person is interested in the speed. We always give an example that I want to go, you know, 
when flight was there, in the flight the pilot was announcing, Dear ladies and gentlemen, we have a very good news and a bad news for you. And please fasten your seatbelt like that. <laughs> and he said, uh, you know, for the good news. The good news is that we are going in a high speed. No one has matched this speed. No one has, you know, ever upon touched this speed. We are going miles per hour, like super speed, supersonic, jet like that. So that is the good news. And the bad news is, we don't know where we are going and we don't know the destination. So that is more scary. In any journey, if you are getting a Uber or Ola or you are booking a DD or you are getting into taxi or auto or rickshaw or whatever, first thing the question is, where do you want to go? That is the first question the person will ask. Which area or even if you are booking in your app, you have to put your destination. Without the destination, the ride will not start. You may know where you are. But if you don't know where you want to go, then it is not going to help you. So a devotee, his body, he has to use the body because he knows where he want to go. He want to reach Krishna, Kolokavindaman, the spiritual world. Or he knows where his destination is. So he is to use the body to achieve the destination. This is the best bargain. What is that? Best of the bad bargain. Best use of the bad bargain. This is called best use of the bad bargain because this body is considered as a boat. If the boat is used to cross the ocean of nations, then that is intelligent. If the boat is used just to have enjoy stay in the ocean, then you will not be able to get the full, full benefit of this boat. Because that's what happening. The materialistic they also want to very much take care of their body. Because body is very important. Otherwise, how they can enjoy? Their senses are the outlets of enjoying uh, or mentality. The outlets has to be uh, paka. Otherwise, they cannot have, express their uh, enjoying mentality or consciousness. So that is why it's very important for them. And for a devotee, the human form of birth is very rare, is very extremely rare. The human form of birth is extremely rare because he can ask questions which is pertaining to stop his permanent solution to his suffering and also to get out of this whole mess. This is very important for human birth. So, here we can see, so anything lower the hip is considered ignorance. Yeah, we are trying to enjoy above, below the hip, you know, then above in your stomach are the main, like, um, torso, this part, you know, passion, the stomach is located there. And here, you know, goodness, the mind, someone wants to enjoy the mind, you know, like, goodness. So, here, Puranjan, this story, the Puranjan is facing the sun. So when you are facing the east direction, east is more important because the sun is racing and your face, you are facing towards the sun. So when you are facing towards the sun, the important senses comes in the, in the face because that is facing the sun. Hearing, seeing, smelling, uh, and tasting, tongue, these are important senses. But here then you see when the demonic, 
they are not giving importance to the senses which is facing the sun, but it is opposite the sun, which is in the darkness, which is in, in your own shadow. Ignorance. So, even, um, even among the senses, here if you see, the person is giving importance to genitals or the rectum, the lower part of the body. So, obviously, that is we can know from nectar of instruction. Our tongue, our stomach and genitals are in one line. How one person is getting agitated with the genitals? Because his stomach is agitated. Here you say upastha, here the same word has come. Udara upastha vegam. So we can see the genital is agitated because the stomach is not controlled. Stomach is filled with so many obnoxious things. But then how the stomach is reached? Because through the tongue. There is no control over the tongue, obviously. Then there is no control over the belly. And obviously there is no control over the genitals. This is the this is the uh, discussion, you know, easy, we can understand, it's all in the same line. How directly one person gets agitated with the genitals? You can't, you know, we have to put something in your mouth or see. The knowledge acquiring senses is, is where the lust is sitting. In Bhagavad Gita we can see the sitting places of the lust. Lust is there in the senses, in, the, in intelligence, in the mind, right? Three sitting places are there. So the senses are coated in a norm with this lust. Obviously the mind and intelligence are planning and executing and future, you know, how can I enjoy, how can I perform my desire, lusty desire. So these genitals are need to be controlled. How? By just controlling this tongue. Out of all the senses, the first sense we have to attack is our tongue. Because the tongue is like the radar. If the ship, if the whole ship, the body is compared to the boat, I said, that the boat has a radar, that is the tongue. This is very small, and even in the ship, if you see, it is shape of the tongue, and it is very small, but it can make, you know, derail the whole ship in a different direction. It can take you in a different direction, which is, you know, degrading, again, coming back, and coming down. So the tongue has to be used in two purpose. One is the vibration and tasting. So we have a simple process that we vibrate Hare Krishna Mahamantra, chant the names of Krishna and we take Krishna Prasada. This is all we have to do. We have to do two things that we just take Krishna Prasada and chant Hare Krishna. So then this is an easy process. We don't have to do much. We don't have to do research work because already done. Everything is done. The, like, the feast is ready. We just have to taste it. All you have to do is come on a Sunday feast like that. Prabhupada. Even Mahaprabhu was saying in, uh, in the, in the Adhidita, there is a chapter, uh, the tree and the trunks of uh, devotional service, Mahaprabhu. In that, Mahaprabhu was uh, requesting that it explains the tree of devotional service where the seed and then, you know, the principal roots and the trunk is Mahaprabhu himself and the two main branches and the different branches. There are so many branches and sub-branches and expansion. But Mahaprabhu is saying, all you have to do is, I need a distributor. I need a, who can have the fruit. The fruit is everything ready. You just taste, you take as much you want and then give it to others. You don't have to prepare, you don't have to worry because everything is ready. So this is a process. The process is very easy. 
Even the panchayat, they, they did the same thing. They planted the storehouse of love of God. They taken as much as they want. And they, they give it to others as well. Shravan process is the same. We just have to... The conclusion, the process, the things are given. We just have to have it for ourselves. It's like uh, the mask which is coming out of the flight. First to save yourself and then give it to others. So similarly, we take Krishna Prasadam and chant the names of Krishna, purify ourselves and then give the same to others. This will control the tongue, it will control the belly and it will control the genitals. Because everything in the same line. So, if we see the, the Vrindavan which is located in the southeast of Delhi, 90 kilometers from is uh, become a, like a tourist spot. It is much of like a, it's like a, a sightseeing place. Because people want to, it's like, a, it's like any other ritual. They do some puja ritual without understanding the knowledge or the spirit behind that. Similarly, just by visiting the holy town uh, and uh, seeing the place without hearing from a sadhu or associating from a sadhu is simply compared to a cow or an ass in the holy town. Because how the dham is revealed? The dham is not revealed just by physically present there. It's not by just getting a ticket or uh, you know, going in a group to visit. I remember I was um, taking um, one of my relatives and then there was a big temple and were color lights and everything was there. And then the, my, my relative asked, you know, is there an exhibition center? So many lights, so many people are there, what's happening here? So many, it's like fully crowded. People have, looks like they're having a trip, you know, they go to different, you know, hill station and there, and then uh, Agra, Taj Mahal. <laughs> For them, Taj Mahal and Vrindavan temple is same. <laughs> like another sightseeing. This is the same for them, you know, oh, we know all the way we do the Taj Mahal, we do the Vrindavan, then we do the Red Fort in Delhi, then Kutub Minar, then India Gate, everything. Everything is like package, you know, it's a package deal, like, you know, tourists and... I remember, you know, when I was in, uh, before coming to Krishna consciousness, I was uh, going to, a, uh, with my friends, like 100 people, we were going to a training. Training is like the name, but we want to go out. So we went to Bangalore. So Bangalore, the first site, site spot we stopped is Iskand Temple. So it's a big landmark there, everyone knows Iskand Temple. I thought Iskand is just a name like how we have Taj Mahal, Kutub Minar, like Iskand is a name of this building, I thought. I don't know any meaning, anything, you know, what is Krishna, the International Society for Krishna, I never knew. I thought this is a, okay, this landmark name is Iskand. And where it is, it's in the hill, that's it. So we all went, I can't remember even the details phase also, can you believe? Just went inside, you know, to around, have some prasad and do, like later they give you. And then they got something, I got a laddu and then I had a then went to Goa. <laughs> <laughs> so on the way stopped in Bangalore, had the uh, you know, blessings of Lord and then went to Goa, right? To party. So this is, this is the life. 
So whether we don't understand because if we go now, even without any knowledge of Vrindavan and we read in the Krishna book, we read in the spiritual pastimes, the mangoes are full, no skin, no seed, so big and it is lowering down and is giving to Krishna in a holidays like our, you know, the bamboo, then you know, all the jewels are there, even every, every tree is a kalpavriksha, every step is a dance, we read so many things, right? We have like white swans and then, you know, peacock is there, parrots are there, you know, flowers are there, all the cones are, you know, very lushy, green colored grass, everywhere tulasi, these are all the description we read, and then we go there, what we see, everywhere plastic, we don't, we, see, we don't see swan, we see pigs. Pigs <laughs> here and there, stray dogs are there. Yeah. We don't see, you know, grass, green grass. Every high-rise buildings are there. High-rise buildings are there, apartments are there, road is traffic, full pollution, auto, auto rickshaws are full. We see this thing and we think, what is this happening? Where is this spiritual? So we, if we go with the external, Lopas writing here. The Dham will not manifest with our eyes because our eyes have material contamination. Bhakti Vilochana, this is Bhakti Brahma Samhita, these eyes are to be ointed with the love of God and the devotional service, then you can see. For Prabhupada, wherever you go is Vrindavan, wherever you see is Mayapur. He was in the US and there was Gaur Purima and he was feeling, you know, separation from. uh, celebration of Gaur Purnima and Mayapu. but then he was he was saying this is this is the actual celebration by fulfilling the orders of the spiritual master. The Lord is there. Even he came here to Melbourne. He said this is not Melbourne. This is Vrindavan. This is not Melbourne. This is Vrindavan. So when a pure devotee when he is traveling, he brings the Dhamma with him. His lotus feet wherever he is visiting is Dhamma. Uh, he, when you hear the, when Prabhupada was, uh, you know, the classic example we can see from Lilamrit, that Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj was organizing a yatra for all the devotees. And all the devotees have come to Vrindavan and all the godbrothers of Srila Prabhupada, Srila Sanyasis, everyone came. And then when, when Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj was speaking, there were only few sannyasis and only Abhay Papu were there. Even though he's a Grahastha, everyone went out to see the places. And only few were there who were there in the Pandal who want to listen from Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj. And he could see that this person liked to hear. And he understand this is the real Dham by hearing from a sadhu, from a spiritual master. Then your Dham is revealed in your heart, not by just seeing. You can have a diary or you can do, you know, I can have visited this place, I visited that place, I visited the whole of India. But still, you know, you, you will not get the gist of it. You will miss completely. Like we nowadays, you know, if you see, you can go to any place within 24 hours. You get a flight ticket or you get a train or bus, you can reach the place within no time. But even previous days, if you see, if they want to go to a place, it's a yatra. They walk for a month, they walk for weeks. So when they are walking that long distance, when they are going, and they are they are not only physically present, but their mind is always also there because it takes one week. Imagine you want to go to Vrindavan, it takes one week or ten days. You are constantly thinking, oh, I'm going, I'm reaching this place, let me go there, I'll be able to see. And you know, you are creating that anxiety, you are creating that excitement, you are creating that enthusiasm, 
you are creating that and then when you are reaching physically, your mind is also there and your uh, consciousness, you are prepared for that. When, we, when, there, when there is no as such preparation mentally and physically present, then what happened? Then obviously you may go see quickly come out, like you know, sometimes you see temples, some people come for darshan. Um, you know, get the door open, by the time the door is coming to close, they are already out. Like you know, they come quickly, grind the bill one time and then come put in only all the loop darshan and out. So they, they know, okay, fine, I've visited the temple, that's it. And they quickly, they are in the temple and they are planning the next thing, where I am going to go. So, this is what happened. Here, you know, explained. So, Prabhupada is saying that people come for different motive. Here we say, people like to indulge in sex in the holy dham. Because they think that is spiritual. So here Prabhupada talks about Savajyas. Savajyas, they think that by gratifying the senses that you can attain spiritual elevation. So this is many philosophies that there are so many people. They say, okay, fine, you have sex, uh, desire, so indulge. You have any desire, do it. Do it till it get burnt. Do it till it, you know you are frustrated. Do it till you are want to give up, then you are complete, then you don't want to look. So this is, this is not going to help because the more you satisfy the lust, it's not going to satisfy, it is going to come back big. That's what Krishna, if you see three gates to help, lust, greed and anger. So when you satisfy the lust, it becomes greedy. When you satisfy the passion, it is not going to subdue or it's not going to upgrade to the goodness that you come to you know knowledge oh yeah this is not working out no this is not even even to someone who is academic who is knowledgeable who is very understandable thinking that this is going to be suffering he thinks maybe I'm doing in a wrong way maybe I should consult with uh, some consultants maybe I should approach a professional in this field how can I have you know sense verification more so he is not doubting the process itself, but he is doubting the method which he applied the process. This is the illusion. This is uh, such a great ignorance. He thinks maybe this product is not good. Maybe I should change the company, I should change the product, get my warranty back. This is what people think because they, are, they, are, they, they don't have any option and they are struggling. So this is very much the uh, same mentality. So here you see, Sagajas, they proclaim in Vrindavan, they, they bring a group in Vrindavan and they uh, do not the reversal activity. So then they end up in lower species. So Prabhupada, they are explaining, they take birth again in a hog or a monkey or a dog in Vrindavan because they have misused the human form of life and that too in Vrindavan. So that's why when devotees we are, we are uh, Excited to go to Dham, similar excitement, what the degree to that excite, we should be careful of not committing any offense in the Dham. We should be, that's why we should not recommend and not stay long in Dham because similarity can can breathe. We get adapted to uh, the material and we see things material. 
we see the contamination, pollution, we see the you know, dealings of devotees and others and we become very critical. So that's why we should avoid staying like lecturing. Unless if we have service, unless we have something very focused, then it is very difficult because now you get benefit, but then committing an aparad, you will also get a lot of reaction. So we, we have Islam, uh, usually we see that, okay, devotees travel, they recharge, they come again, they do their service, they go to other service, preaching services or any other service, but they come to them, take a visit, take the recharge, you know. Because, because of Srila Prabhupada, especially the Goswamis and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, otherwise these dams are you know, hidden. No one knew. No one knew Vrindavan and the places where Krishna performed past time. If the Goswamis would have not excavated these places, we have the principal temple, Madan Mohan temple, Damodha temple, Radharaman temple, you know, Shamsundar temple, we have a lot of seven principal temples are there. Imagine if the Goswamis have not excavated these places, it would have been hidden, we would have not known. And imagine if Srila Prabhupada would have not come out of India, obviously there is no way that around the world people would have known about the Vrindavan or Mayapur or Jagannath Puri. No one would have even, even if they would have known, they would have been just like a, another ritual gathering. Just come together, take bath in Yamuna or Ganga, take a deep and then go. They don't really understand the uh, Dham, what is Dham means, what is the holy place. <laughs> we, are, we can see from ourselves here, when we are visiting alone, we may not uh, get the full full mercy or the full thing of the town. But when we are visiting with devotees, when the devotees are explaining about the pastime, about the uh, leader, about the uh, instruction, or about the, the whole place, when we hear, then where appreciation towards the town and the appreciation of the holy side actually increases. Mm. I did uh, one time, I was, uh, I went to Vrindavan, I went to Govardhan, and then I did Parikram in Govardhan. So I did Parikram and then did quickly, you know, Govardhan, Srila Govardhan is there, Giriraj, Krishna personally lifted. So I did Parikram and then. Then next time I went Parikram with Govardhan with a devotee. So we started in the morning 6 and then by the time I finished, we finished the Parikram, it was like 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening. So it was like he went to one place and then he talked about the Govardhan, he talked about the place, what happened here, why the Brajavasis are worshipping, what is happening here, why this site is so famous. Then different gods are there, different places are there, different villages there, different pastimes is there. So when you hear from devotee about the dham, then your, your appreciation, your attraction to the place increases and then you are you are made a hope fine. This is this actually gives a real knowledge. Then next time when we go, we, we, we know okay, this place is here, this place is there, and we are more careful, more Krishna conscious. So this this verse we can see how if you giving importance to uh, 
the lower part of the body, then we should be prepared for the destination in lower species of life. So I'll just finish there. If anyone wants to add any comment or correction, yes, uh, Madhuri. The last line of the purport says, "By living in Vrindavan as a dog, hog, or monkey, the living entity can be elevated to the spiritual platform in the next life." Can you talk about that? Yeah, Vrindavan is the only place where all the sinful person can be rectified by means of taking birth in the form of. So you can see, see that. So Prabhupada before that. So they they do activities which are not conducive for the spiritual flow. Then they are given a body which is conducive to perform the activities. Very simple, we know that from our philosophy. So, but then. Because they are in that body in the dham, then there is a chance that they can also be, you know, performing some devotional activities in that body. Sometimes, you know, if the prasadam eaten by a devotee is thrown and the dog eats, pure devotee eating prasadam, you know, nala muni, we can see from Bhagavatam, just by eating the remnants of that bhakti vedanta, you become nala so we may not know that potency, actually the potency, the three things, uh, the dust of a pure devotee, the Mahaprasad of a devotee and the blessing, these three things we cannot comprehend. So by, when sometimes a monkey, you know, they, they, we can see that. Sometimes the devotee is having something and the monkey can quickly and then take the things away. A banana or a biscuit or something. But the monkey doesn't know that, you know, doing Sahagyada Sukruti, so can be elevated. Then again, if they give given the human birth, then they should be careful. But we forget. So the question is, for example, after that, will they return back to Godhead or is there another interim birth? Depends. We have seen from the scripture of Chaitanya Chaitanya that a dog get liberated. In my Pandit, a dog got liberation because he was coming from Mrina Shiva. Shiva was the same, he was bringing the party from Jagannath, sorry, Brahma to Jagannath Puri, and there was a dog. And then they fed the dog with prasad, and they didn't see the dog. And then when they come to me, Mahaprabhu, the dog was there. And the next day, left the body. And then the Nimai was small, he got a puppy. And then he kept the puppy inside, and the mother was not happy. Mother Sachi was saying, this is, you know, this is dirty, you know, this is not good. And then someone other, the puppy actually, uh, mother came, the dog mother was uh, and the puppy gone with the mother and then Nimal was so upset. He was saying, why did the puppy go? You actually did something. <laughs> he was so upset and then he went there and inside and then finally the puppy was chanting. He was raising the hand and chanting Hari Bol. And then Satam later uh, Nimal and then Nimal came and then took the puppy to spiritual world. So we don't know because that's Krishna's, we cannot choose our destination. We can only choose our activities and the reaction is given according to what we deserve. So basically we don't know whether after the dog and all the monkey when they perform devotional service, what they happen. I don't know, I don't know. Could be you know, devotee or could be liberated. Yeah. Yes, um, you were saying before that um, some of they tell you you should fulfill your desires to the fullest 
and I think there is merit to that because if if you do, you come, you eventually come to the realization that the more you're trying to enjoy, the more you're just suffering. Yeah. And there's only so much suffering that we can take, and from experience, yeah, the more you try to enjoy, it's the more suffering. Um, and I think with that, you will just quite naturally, gradually start to mm-hmm. to wean down from those desires because you realize it's just causing you suffering, and then you start yeah. looking for things that cause you more happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be just like a natural progression that sort of everyone goes through, um, no matter what like faith or anything you're in, it's just like a natural progression of life. So, um, that's just a comment. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. You can add some progress in life after life. You can do it. Take a bhakti and finish up this life. You can do it. You can, you can do it. Like, uh, you can gradually climb the ladder of yoga and come to bhakti yoga. You can directly do bhakti and do it. Because when, how we can distinguish what is what and what is need. Where is the fine line that I have to stop? Like, you know, if you tell people eating meat, you stop meat and then you become devotee. Do you think they will become, you know, I'll understand, I'll eat all the meat and everything, I'll come to realization of getting a cancer, I'll stop this and I'll become vegetarian. No. Or you're doing some, imagine you're doing some sense verification and they, they know it's wrong. And you tell them, okay, you naturally progress. We cannot wait. It's urgency. So what we do, we give some positive people. So our philosophy is that you get the higher taste, you give the lower taste. So we give chanting, we give prasadam, we give books, we give, we give, we give, we give, we want to do, okay, do. Do, but this you do this also. What happened? Then slowly you get impressed with this, then you automatically leave. If the devotees would have told me that you have to stop meat, you have to become a good person, you have to follow four educated principles, then only you can become devotee, I would say thank you very much, thank you for your advice, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'll come once in a year and then I'll see, that's it. So, yes, natural progression is there, but how long? How many lives we have to see? So that's why we are preaching here. Otherwise, we will leave people, now. they will come to the understanding. Why we are preaching? They will come to that understanding, but we have to preach because we have to make the process fast. We cannot wait. Sorry? Yeah, we cannot wait till the time they turn to us. So we have to give, it's like the disease person will not accept the medicine. First of all, he will not accept the disease. On top of that, he will not accept the medicine. So the doctor will put injection. Whether you want or not, this I have to do, he will put it. Child, if you take to the doctor, the child will say, I don't want. I don't want medicine, I don't want injection, I'm okay. I'm okay, I'm alright. Right? So we cannot live like that. He is a dangerous person, so you have to put injection, you put injection. So, like that. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yep. Yeah. Okay. We'll stop here. Kandarachimad Bhagavatam Kija. Shalom, Bhagavatam Kija.